Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to Onward and Upward, a Kansas City podcast. I'm your host, Blake Rumsey. Today is April 6th, 2019. And for those of you who have not listened to this podcast before, Onward and Upward is a uh, city development podcast in relation to Kansas City and its greater metro area. And so we, th- when I say city development, I mean construction, business, retail, that sort of thing. Cultural, economic, infrastructure. That's what we focus on here. So if it changes your skyline, it changes the the fabric of a neighborhood, it, it adds variety, it, it adds some sort of variety to your, to what you eat or drink or, or shop in, in your, in the area, specifically in the downtown midtown and the areas just around there. We want to, f- we focus on that and then everything else out in the suburbs comes second in specifically if I think it's interesting enough to, to be talked about. So that is the podcast. Today we've got quite a list of things to go through. Um, there's been a lot of things that have been announced or big brouhaha's going on in the city the past two weeks. And then there's other things that I have not talked about yet that I thought would be uh, worth speaking of in conjunction to uh, the news of the day. Granted, these things are news too, but it's just not not something that necessarily has been talked about in these past two weeks. So I'd like to first start off with uh, with the north part of downtown. So we're going to go jump up to the East Bottoms, to Jay Rieger and Company. Some of you may be familiar with Jay Rieger and Company. Jay Rieger and Company is a resurrected distillery in whiskeys and a Hundred over a hundred plus year old company, uh, hundred hundred twenty years old, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. They uh, they were refounded about f- four years ago, or so five years ago, by the great 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 grandson of the original Jacob Rieger and Ryan Maybe of Manifesto uh, Rieger Hotel and Exchange fame. So they they've had they bought the or, the original facility that the Rieger was in that's in the East Bottom. So it's off of uh, Gwinnett Avenue. So just right on the other side of the tracks from Knucklehead's Saloon, the country music venue that it's been around for so long, and was was across the street from Pigwitch, local pig, before they moved to the River Market. So. The past few weeks, well, past, yeah, I guess the past few weeks, but it's been going on slowly before that. But it's really kicked up as of the past, the the past probably three and a half, four weeks. The Riegers been completely redoing the whole space. Uh, this this particular warehouse, they have replaced all the windows. They've they're redoing the outside. Uh, sidewalks and steps and the whole inside has been gutted pretty much and has had a whole uh, inner what what you might I guess would be an arcade technically uh, and when I say arcade I mean the the dictionary definition of a, ca- of a of an arcade so with you know the terraces the stacks so it's got it's got a second floor that overlooks into the distillery now instead of it just being one flat second floor and it'll be, and they're finishing up a basement. And they also took the old parking lot for the local pig and have turned it into their own parking lot. But they're doing this very ambitious project um, for a distillery, <laughs> this very ambitious project with this building. And it'll be something really cool because they're. To find something like this, you'd either would have to go to Kentucky or go watch the sequel to Kingsman, The Secret Service, and see the distillery <laughs> in that in that particular thing. That's a that's a bigger version of, of this, but it's a similar similar thing. It's like a it's like a Disneyland of sorts and 
funny enough, the uh, the Bourbon Review, a national international magazine dedicated to to such things, they called it a whiskey playground. That it, and it in to onwards to the news with it though. It's opening in the summer. They've been going hardcore into making sure this thing op- is done quickly. The the project includes having a having two bars, one in the main floor with where the distillery itself is at. You know, your main your main deal with the sitting area and food and things and but then there's also a basement uh, called the Hey Hey Club. It's they'll have a basement room dedicated to uh, as a jazz club for for the uh, for a different completely different experience from the above. Because unlike other other distilleries of this kind and similar similar projects or beer halls. This one is actually one that they're trying to design to where you want to hang out at. Like if you like like a coffee shop. So if you want to go and do wor- some some work or read a book, you can actually go hang out at this distillery and do your thing. That's which is unheard of. You don't really see that anywhere. So that's that was uh that that was worth mentioning. They they're, they're they're going to have a an area for people to bottle their own whiskey so you can do do the whole process yourself so it's it's uh it, it almost reminds me of the what's the what's that brand that they use that does the that does the red wax dip what is that maker's mark that's what i'm thinking of maker's mark they you know they have the gimmick where they dunk dunk the whole thing in wax or whatever that that resin is that they put it in, but that um, that's that's kind of the same thing, but it's a little cooler because it's you get to do it yourself, and they're gonna have the a you know the this event space and conference room thing you can use and and so all this stuff and food and 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 all that, but then also the thing I think's worth also mentioning is. <clears throat> and probably the the most surprising bit is there is a two story slide. So you go up to the second floor and you can slide down into the second floor. So that just got installed yesterday or two days ago, one of the two. So that's I don't know. That's that's fun. It's it's different. It's something you know. It's not just for the adults per se. Granted, adults are going to want to use it too. But that's a cool idea. So the other thing worth mentioning about this about this project is is that the because it's this is a side pro this is a this is a part of a much bigger plan to try to redevelop the East Bottoms back into a community a, a thriving community again and not just kind of the semi barren wasteland that it is, industrial uh industrial wasteland that it is. So they they're they're trying to bring back a lot of the historic aspects. So you know you have Jay Rieger and company. Well, they're also partnering with Casey Beer Co. in South Casey to have their own beer made, a special beer that you will only be able to get through them. You won't be able to go to Casey Beer Co. and buy it, or go to you know Gomer's or you know any of the local grocery stores and buy it. It's going to be called Heim Beer. Named after the original Heim Brewing Company that was located across the street from J. Rieger and Company back, you know, a hundred, a hundred and to one hundred and twenty-five years ago, one hundred thirty years ago. So the give it a little bit of a of an exclusive thing there. So that'll be cool. And I, yeah, that's that's kind of the the what we know about it so far. It's 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 going to be beautiful. It'll be cool. You won't be able to find anything like that in Missouri, um, and 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 definitely not Kansas. And well, actually, on top of that, I maybe out you won't probably find anything like this quite like this at least west of the Mississippi. I'm making a very blanketed statement. I don't know that for a fact, so don't quote me on it. But that's I've never heard of anything like that. Maybe there's something like that in Colorado or California. 
or the Northwest, or maybe near Chicago. But I mean, outside of you know the East, Tennessee, Kentucky, Virginia, West Virginia, that sort of thing. I just can't imagine that there's anything quite like that anywhere else. So anyway, June 2019 is when you'll be able to check out the space, or at least that's the planned timeline on it. Uh, I it, that will definitely be one of the biggest summer uh summer openings for a local cultural icon experience you know all the all the things we associate with a a distillery opening up but put that to the next level so anyway Jay Rieger and company check it out next on our list is is we're going to jump over to the river market over at the River Market, there's there's been a, a lot of activity with the Second and Delaware Green Housing Development. It's, it's been blowing up. This uh, this project has been taking far too long, and we've talked about this, I believe, on the first episode. But it's worth mentioning again that this project has exploded in the, its activity. So those of you who are from Kansas City and spend any kind of time downtown or specifically in the river market and notice things, construction specifically. You'll remember that in the previous years when this thing, well, this has been gone, this has not been active for 18 months up until November, the previous 18 months before that it hadn't been active. Nobody, no construction was going on with all the lawsuits and all those things. So before that, if you remember, that thing was agonizingly slow ridiculously slow and next to nothing was getting done it seemed like and then it stopped now the damn near the it seems like half of the the building up of the building so is actually i would say it looks like over over half of the just getting it topped off getting it to you know getting the last floors put in is well above halfway finished and that's just in a few in you know since november so what four or five months so that's that's uh, that's been a surprise, but they're they're expected to finish in August of next year, and and realize also this project was, I think sixty sixty to sixty three million was originally the deal for it, but then that delay shot the price up to seventy one million, and so that caused problems. But it's. It's 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 getting up there. It's finally off the ground. It's still the biggest of its kind in the world. What they're doing with its with its ninety percent gr- efficiency efficiency compared to everything else. The city that's it's so two like for instance, there's two layers of concrete walls, and in between those concrete walls is insulation. So you don't really need you know, an HVAC system or and things like that or a an air conditioning to heating and all those things to get those apartments warm or cold. They will they will stay at, at a nominal temp- temperature all year round. And it's got garden spaces on the roofs and the, granted this isn't gonna be cheap folks. This they actually got rid of the the affordable housing bit of it because of the, the ten million plus that was added to the project. And rooms are not going to go for cheap, but nonetheless, this is this is something that Kansas City can can yet again, you know, scratch its chest and you know strut a little bit about and say, hey, we've got something that no one else in the world has done yet. We're the first. So that uh, the second in Delaware apartment project is is going to be awesome when it's done. Um, just glad to see that that eyesore is finally going away. But anyway, that's worth noting. It's uh, it's still going to be a lot while as said before it's done. But nonetheless, if you're needing a needing a uh, if you want to do something like that and have more of a be more conscious in that sort of thing and pay a little more to have uh, have something that's a little less on the environment and on the city and on you know and not, it subtracts in other ways and in good ways. Then go and see if you can get yourself one of those 276 units. Anyway, on to the next bit. We're going to head over to 
Actually, no, we're not going to head over to the West Bottoms quite yet. That's our next story. But actually, I'm going to jump to one thing that's just a few blocks away from there, just actually two blocks down the street. And that is over to Maiden KC's new place. Maiden KC is opening a new little cafe and small small retail storefront at the corner of Fifth and Delaware. So if you know where Betty Ray's is on the streetcar line, it's right there on the corner. There's a streetcar there, an old one from the original streetcar lines that the city had. And in fact, I believe it was the last one that r- that ran. That was the one that was kept. I, I could be wrong, but I think that it, I think it was the last one that was that did the very last uh, circuit before it was closed. The it's sitting out there on display in front, and so and it's it's not meant to just be there just to be there because it you know is some sort of gimmick, in the sense of oh look they've got a train out on display isn't that wow look at that you know. It's this, it's, they've got a trolley out there because the deal, they're, they're currently right now building the, not a patio, but it's, they still haven't described the design for this thing, but they're building a cafe with the streetcar incorporated into it on the corner. It'll be small and there's going to be seating inside and all this stuff. And I guess there's going to be stuff outside on this little deck that looks like that they're building, but it's going to have beer and and a little bit of coffee and they'll have some small you know to go you know food and also their usual retail stuff that they sell of local products um because it's made in kc so the I've i've not seen any designs for it there's no, there's none that's been posted. You probably could go over to Maiden Casey's office and ask them if you could look at it, because uh, I'm sure they would. You know, I wouldn't imagine that they would be against showing somebody something like that. But uh, I don't know what it's going to look like or how this works because the description's weird. But the idea is cool, and it's nice to see that the the streetcar, which currently is an eyesore because it's kind of a wreck, be restored redone to some degree or another, and be used for space. So we're going to skip on over now to the West Bottoms, to a project that's in the north side called the West Bottoms Flats. This is one of the biggest projects that's going on down there right now. It's the first of its kind in its, in its largesse, I guess you could say. And... It's a $65 million project that's 265 units of apartments, micro, micro lots to some two-bedroom two, two apartments, uh, and ranging from 1000 to $1,300. And this project is is a big deal because it's taking... It's not a, they're not building a new building. They're completely gutting three old buildings and turning them into into apartments, and then a, and then a fourth building is being turned into a parking garage. So this is interesting. So the the project kicked off with a little cere- officially. It's been technically going for a while, but they officially kicked it off a few weeks ago. Uh, with a little cer- ceremony put on by the owners of the company. It's a Cleveland-based company called MCM. And the buildings that they're renovating are at, uh, the Abernathy is what it's called. It's at 1501 9th Street, the Liberty, which is at 912 Liberty Street, and the Wyoming, which is at 925 Wyoming. And the then there's also the, uh, the Bemis Building, 935 937 Wyoming, which is the a huge 201 space garage, but there it's a warehouse. So, uh, so they're t- they've started on that, and the the design of it's going to be cool. I mean, it's there, there's a, there's going to be over uh, 10,000 feet of retail on the bottom floors, and it'll completely redo that whole block because this is just a few blocks north of the main train track that runs through the center of the West Bottoms. So by the if those of you who know where the 
Blip uh, Roasters, Blip Coffee's old space used to be at. It's just a few, like a block from there, if not even less than that. So that's that's uh, that it'll it'll actually make it a, a neighborhood, not just a quasi abandoned district with a bunch of industrial businesses, big blue collar, you know, businesses, those sorts of things. It'll be it'll be a little more varied in what it has now, but. The the buildings will be cool. The uh, it'll this will be the first major renovation of of buildings that old in the in the West Bottoms, and it's and the reason for that being is is it's insanely expensive as as the as a price tag I gave you shows. It's insanely expensive. It's they have to do because there's there's historic things related to it. A lot of historic uh, regulations. They have to fulfill certain obligations, and so that's it's a lot of companies just don't want to put up with that, and so they'd rather just go and build a new spec building instead of deal with that. But what this company wanted to invest in it, and I think it'll be awesome. Some of the concept art for for what they kind of plan for the areas in between the buildings is is really lovely, and um, and the design of the rooms is pretty cool. So. It's. I think the most interesting part of this project is not just that they're just adding this, but I think the most particular uh, curiosity, uh, the most particular uh, curiosity of the of the of these buildings is the Bemis building, because the Bemis building is, as I said, it's an old industrial building, and built uh, I think in 1907 or something like that, and the the building is is going to have a valet service for people who are parking their cars there. And and the reason for this is because well as you can imagine you think why how is somebody going to put a parking garage in an old building like that? And that's yeah, that's it's it's because it's not going to be like a parking garage because they're going to take an elevator that'll then take these cars up to different floors and then park them there and so they want somebody that's you know trained to do that to put those away so and then they'll bring you your car when you need it so it's uh it's a it's an elegant solution to using an old building like that so and all and I all should tell you to one degree or another how strong the the floor of the build the floors of this built that building are if it can handle that so anyway that's what's going on in the West Bottoms, at least at the north end, because we go down to the south end of the West Bottoms to the to the yards, and to give you a little update there, the yards is, as I've said before, is an apartment complex being built just next to Stockyards Brewing Company and the Gold Knox, and so just north of Hy-Vee Arena in this giant parking lot that was there. And it's now being turned into... A 232-unit building, uh, or apartment building, $41 million project uh, by Flaherty Collins. And uh, that'll be using the previously built many years. I think it's like a 30-year-old parking garage. It's over towards uh, west of there. They'll be using that, and they're going to have some different volleyball courts, I think, or something like that put out there. But it's going to be a huge project, and it'll completely change that whole area because that's bringing potentially, you know, f- five, six hundred people, maybe potentially, to the area to to that part where there's no, there's only probably thirty or forty people that live over there right now. That's just a off the top of my head, but that's what I'd assume. So it'll actually make it more of an actual neighborhood and not just a district of businesses, restaurants, and, you know, actual, and then, you know, offices and things like that. So that's, that's uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, the last time I was over there, it was about, looked like they were working on the third story, finishing the second and going into the third story. So it's probably farther along than that already by now. So that's, that's it for the West Bottoms. But I want to jump up to the plaza in downtown for a minute because, uh, there was a discovery on the Casey Rag Forum where you will find uh, many city development nerds uh, corroborating and collaborating with each other on you know, news and rumors and hearsay things and official things and finding 
you know, sharing information on, on city development. And so one of these chaps found in the parcel viewer on uh, the city's website, the, the city of Kansas City's website, they found that the, the parking garage at 16, uh, on the 1600 block of Wyandotte. So we're talking directly east of the Kaufman Center and Webster House. There's a parking garage right there. There's a big old long lawn. This is on the west side of that block, um, of the of the 1600 block. Uh, there is, on, on Wyandotte, there's a long stretch of green that's supposed to be developed into a hotel potentially in the future called Hotel Bravo, which I've also mentioned before. But there's a parking garage right next to that at the very southern end, and underneath it is one retail space. And it's been sitting vacant forever. In fact, I'm not sure that anybody's actually ever used it. But one of these chaps found a permit that was filed for construction for oak and steel. Now, I looked it up. Oak and Steel is a planned little tap house. That's it's a new it's a new uh, bar and funny enough, there's not really anything over there that's like that. Um, because I can't you can't count Papakinos, you can't count Swordfish Toms because those are one's a pizza joint and one's a is a speakeasy. And so this fills a need that actually I kind of found funny that. There isn't one. Well, I mean, Webster House has a bar, but as far as I know, but that's not. That's just not the same thing. You can't. It's not just a bar. So that's going to be super, super duper helpful when the time comes uh, for the construction of another hotel, and when the Honkin Convention Hotel is finished in exactly a year from now. That's that. That sucker is going to be busy, and so people are going to want options that they can walk to, and they don't want to have to go to Power and Light and deal with the crowds. So if they can go down a little farther south and there's something a little smaller, people are going to hit that deal like crazy. So, so this is a, it's going to fill a nice little need. How unique it's going to be? Hell, if I know, I have no idea. Uh, I can't imagine that it's going to be too off the chain. I mean, you could make fun of the name and say Oak and Steel, what a hipster name. But it's it's an alright name. It works. And, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I hope for the best. I hope it's I hope it's cool. I hope it's uh, I hope it's worth going to. So that's uh, that's just a parcel viewer thing. So that's just a only papers have been put out there with the city. So that's all we know about it. And there's a, their website, which is out there. All it says is coming soon. So that's all we're gonna get. Onwards, we're going to go up the street from there, up Wyandotte, and we're going to go to Barney Alice Plaza. For those of you who have heard of Barney Alice Plaza, it is in the hotel district, and it is a elevated park, green space, common area. I mean, I don't know what you'd call it exactly. It's plazas, I said, but... So you've got... Crown Plaza on one side, Marriott on the other. You got Bartle Hall and the the rest of the convention hotel that are all surrounding this thing, and the Aladdin Hotel and so forth. So there's just all these different things popping up, and and that new project that's going in there at uh, I believe it's 13th Street, that new uh, office project with the Mulebach Building and all that. So Barney Alice is a strange animal. It's got some um, some interesting uh, sculptures over there, if I'm not mistaken, but it's this elevated thing. And the reason why it's an elevated park plaza is because there's a parking garage underneath it that has a crapload of spaces underneath it. And 980 spaces. That's insane. And so... The city, and I bring up Barney Alice because there's been a lot of talk about having it completely gutted and redone and maybe even flattened and done like a normal space or having a building put on top of it instead. And the city back several, what was this, the 21st, uh, saw put out a, uh, a, a, a deal saying, hey, we... Are, we are wanting proposals to overhaul Barney Alice. 
and because it's in disrepair, it's got a lot of problems, and so people are now coming up with designs of what can be done with it. And so the you know who knows what that actually means, what what that'll look like, but. I mean, it could stay what it is, which is it's got a pavilion, it's got all these little, you know, it's got these spaces, you know, for people to do things in, but it's just not, it's, underutilized is an understatement. It's really kind of a waste of space, actually. It's a severe waste of space. The only thing you'll ever find ever going on there is either somebody doing a protest or someone sh- uh, doing a photo shoot with models. That's the only two things I've ever seen when I drive by there. Is some dude, uh, some some dude with his camera oogling at ladies with his, ca- you know, and having them pose, or there's a bunch of people uh, belly aching and yelling about stuff, and that's it. That's all that ever goes on there. <laughs> so let's let's hope uh, let's hope something better comes of this. There's, you know, people, as I've said, people have had different ideas with the space, but nothing has been really concrete as to what, what to do with it. No pun intended I, to one degree or another, I guess, with concrete remark, but that's, that's kind of what's going on. We'll have more, we'll probably hear more about this as the year goes on, but the, those proposals are being asked to be f- sent in by the 25th. That's the, that's when the response is supposed to be in. So, uh, they want the the and apparently they want, uh, they want construction on this. I mean, they want they're bo- trying to book this thing. Like they want it, they want to expedite the deal. So they want this to start in the fall of this year and then to finish by winter twenty twenty two. So we got a ways out, but that's um, which gives you tells you kind of whatever that that they're willing to put per pretty much any idea up front for the renovating the plaza if it's going to if they're going to give it that many years of time to have construction so anyway that's barney ellis plaza keep an eye out on it next in our list number seven is pirate's bone if this this happened a while ago but this is a this is a two-pronged uh news news blurb so pirate's bone is a Brookside coffee shop you may have heard of uh, that's it's it's known for being just very unique in its own thing. It's a vegan coffee shop owned by a uh, Mexican immigrant man. He's uh, he's got an interesting story and uh, he's he's had some interesting ideas with his business and it's had a, some pretty loyal customers and it has closed as of several weeks. Actually, it was about probably three weeks ago. But the reason for that is is two-pronged with a previous news article that I believe I mentioned in the first episode, and that was the end of Brioche Pastry Shop. Brioche at 20th and Main closed back at the very end of February and due to issues with their landlord. Um like so many other people in this town, whether re- owners of a business or landlords uh, for, you know, housing tenants. And they moved out of their space and were trying to find another one. And they also reached their GoFundMe uh, campaign uh, level that they needed to get to. In fact, they got a little more than that. So so good that we're, ha- we're happy for them because they're awesome. The Kellers are great people. And... Or the Kellys, sorry, the Kellys. The Kellys are great people. And the Pirate's Bone is moving because they decided they wanted to have something a little more active, I think, was kind of the language used. It was inferred. But they are moving to Brioche's old space, come to find. Or, they're, well, they're going to attempt to. He did That isn't set in the stone, but he's, he's going to try to get into that space. This was put out... Uh, months ago, it was in the news, and yeah, so his his plan is to move into that space and expand kind of what he's already been doing in Brookside. But what's interesting about that is, is then one goes, "What happened to Brioche? Where's Brioche? What hap- What's going on with them?" Well, according to the chaps over at Casey Rag, 
the rumor mill spreading around downtown in the Plow and Light District is is that the Kellys were approached to replace Mima's in over by H and R Block in that part of the Power and Light District. Mima's was a a bakery um, owned by I believe an older lady um, who had to close it because she was retiring and they just she didn't want to sell it to anybody so she decided to just to let it let it die and it was a popular business I I never went myself but I'd I'd heard a lot of really good things about it it was something drastically different from the corporate aspects of the places on uh, or in the Power and Light District. And so this beloved bakery was gone, this little little tiny place. But now the there's supposed the the un, the rumor going around is is that Brioche has is potentially going to move into that space and will be able to bring bring back uh the amazing laminated pastries that Brandon makes and and his wife Ida they their stuff's awesome so hopefully that rumor's true i i want them back and thriving again as a business they're they're an excellent family they they have an excellent excellent product consistently and they're it's just it's yeah it's worth supporting so Hopefully, hopefully we'll hear more about that over the next few months. My my bet is we'll hear something by the by the end of the summer, um, if not sooner, because they're definitely as a couple they need they that was their livelihood. So I'm assuming that they're probably booking it on trying to get something started. So it could be a lot sooner than it could be before June gets out. Um. So yeah, that's that's the news on that. And Pirates Bone, we'll find out. That's it's that's apparently a project that's going to take the next year potentially to really figure out. So at least that was what was insinuated. From the crossroads, we're going to jump our way down to more of my neck of the woods here in Midtown to to Armor. We're going to jump over to Armor Boulevard to... Mac Properties Row is what it ought to be called at this point because Mac Properties has built most of the buildings that are down there or has renovated them over the past decade. 28 buildings on that street they have done in a decade. Well, apparently they're adding their their, uh, their 29th because the old Red Cross building is being renovated down there. And... This the Red Cross building was vacated last year by Red Cross to make way for this. This is, and by the way, the building is is two eleven West Armor is where it's at. And the goal with this particular project is to build sixty one apartment units to uh, further further the transformation that is Armor, uh, Armor Boulevard. Armor Boulevard is drastically different from what it looked like six years ago. Ne- it's seemingly, almost every building on that street, from Troost all the way to Broadway, has been renovated and, and completely redone. Like, it's insane, insane how much work has been put into that, into that, that street. And the 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 they redid the road, gave it a road diet, put did those uh, the bike lanes and the kind of what you might call suspended uh, parking spaces because they're out more in more in the street with the bi- the bike lanes going beside them away from where all the cars are co- going to and fro, and so that this is going to be the next. Adage to that to that project, and it's there's not. I mean, there's not a lot of buildings left on that deal, as far as I know. There's not, not too many left, and I mean, there there, I'm sh- there could be is maybe a dozen buildings, but I can't imagine it's even close to that. I'd say it's it has to be a lot less because they they have built so many. And and that, and not just Mac. Mac, uh, Mac is not the only one. There's other there's other uh, buildings owned by other companies on that street that have been renovated. But 
This particular building, though, is ugly. Very, very, very ugly. And it's another one of those post-World War II god-awful blots on, on architectural design. But the updated version that they have planned with their conceptual art is actually quite lovely. And that's uh, all uh, props go to Helix Architecture and Design for for the for their rendering of what their, their their vision is for because it's got it looks so much better and I wish I could I wish I could show it to you uh and so if you're if you want to look at it just go and just look it up yourself it's you know just type in re- old red cross building mac properties and you'll see you'll see some news articles about it and look it up but um Kevin Collison's the only one that's talked about this at his city scene website and so his that's where you'll find this particular article on it but uh helix as i said is the architect for this particular project and it it looks so much better than uh, than what's been put up before and the the hope the hope is is that this will be completed in 2020 and uh start and hopefully start by the fall sometime at the latter end of this year probably so Anywhere probably between October or December, but the it's also worth mentioning that just and just across or just down the street from there on Troost is another project which is uh, at four twenty East Armor, and uh, or well it's it's a part of it it's the those apartments. Uh, uh, it's it's because it's 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 all over the road there. It's just this massive apartment project that's 110 units. That is, um, it's what is it six stories? Yeah, six a six story seven story apartment project that'll that's will take out this giant empty piece of land that used to have buildings there, long time ago. He'll instead fill that in with with new with with ten, uh, with more uh, density of of population density and 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 that sort of thing. So that's another one that we'll get to at another time. But it's uh, but it's another another deal that's going in. So we'll uh, we'll get to that whenever there's more information and everything's approved and and things. But for now, that's the 520 East Armor is is, is there's just a taste for you, but. On to the next bit. So we go we go down the street from there, actually, just not far from where I sit right now, just a few blocks away. There is 45th and Troost. Uh, this is a very new thing that I don't think any next to nobody knows about. But yet again, the boys over at KC Rag discovered through Compass, Kansas City's uh, development app that's, you know, official documents and all that, that there has been a proposal to put at the 45th and Troost on the west side of the street to put a a new, two new buildings where there's there's a fire station at 45th and Troost, uh, an abandoned one. It's not, it's not occupied in any form right now. But there's two empty lots next to it on either side. And the the plan is from the from the 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 documents that were found was they want a hundred and eight unit apartment in the first phase with retail and restaurant on the bottom side. And then there's a phase two on the north end that's uh, that that's this other building and would fill in these giant gaping holes. And which currently, at least north of the fire station, is an old repair shop or something that's, I believe, closed at this point. But there's nothing there worth worth saving or anything, or that's not that's really not being used. So this this project would would add at least for if we add phase two, which phase two looks like it could be could put it right at 200 units between the two phases. But this building is uh, 
is looks way better and it's yeah it's it's just uh it's an, that's another project that's been in uh that there's we now are aware of but is not has not been talked about really publicly so that's another one to keep an eye out on at 45th and Troost. We'll we'll talk about that more as we actually have information on it. But for now, uh, it's also worth noting that the today it was announced, or no, yesterday, April 6th, a, at the Business Journal, that if we go up to Broadway again, uh, there is by the VFW Hospital, just or. VFW Clinic, I guess, is what it technically is. You go up a, a few uh, a few spaces up that way, and there is, or a few spaces down from there, there is a spot called uh, that's being called Midtown Plaza. It's at three thirty four twenty Broadway. That is finally, finally, after all this time, getting off the ground. This project was was rezoned and approved back in 2015, four years ago, and the company that did it is uh, that is finally getting started on the project. Uh, the company is uh, Cartel Capital. They're based out of California. They uh, they bought the building in 08, and as I said, they got they. The, approval and rezoning for the redesign of this building in 2015. The building used to be some sort of uh, medical building, I think, back in the day. I don't remember exactly. But they had planned on turning this building, which you look at it and you go, that could be apartments? Like, okay, that's kind of a weird one. But converting this old office, this uh, uh, seven-story office space into, into apartments, and then with an additional three phases, with retail to the south side of the building, because it's currently just an empty parking lot, turning that into a three-story retail and office uh, offices, and then in the back, two more phases. Uh, one is more apartments, and then another is the final phase, and it would border on that uh, the, the street directly west of Broadway, which I can't off the top of my head remember. Washington, Washington. No, Jefferson, Jefferson Street. On Jefferson, they would build uh, townhouses, a bunch of townhouses, and that has been sitting vacant for four years. And so my dad, who's also a city development nerd like me, uh, we we just figured that the project was dead and that it was never going to happen because, or at least, you know, maybe funding fell through or something like that because it happens all the time when you're doing this sort of stuff. And but it's it's alive and well and it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a surprise. Um but anyway, I I forgot to mention. Uh so Midtown Plaza the plan is to have 107 units put in for this particular apartment. Um and they're hoping to have it complete in 2020. Um and they and and amazing. This is this all coming at once. They plan for work to start next week. If uh, or maybe a little later, that's uh, yeah. It's so this. It's weird how companies do stuff like that. They'll sometimes they'll have a date and then they never reach it, and then it's like a year later. Or sometimes they announce that they're going to do something, and then you don't hear anything, and then they finally get around to doing it, and then they just announce that it's being constructed and, and uh, all at once, and you're you're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's that's interesting. But yeah, so that's that's another one to keep an eye out for because that's another continued transformation of Broadway. Try that all these businesses are just filling in the big holes between the plaza and downtown. And it's the slowly rebuilding Midtown back to what it once was and hopefully better. Because realize this was this this was a dense area. There used to be people that lived all over the place here. There were bu- there were many there were, you know, tens of thousands more people than there currently are now. And uh, uh, prayerfully and thankfully, hopefully, you know, that will change and, and is changing. It is changing. And, yeah, so that's that's just the next thing. So Midtown Plaza, um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll start seeing this pop up next week then if they say it's going to, which 
in construction speak, usually to me sounds like it'll be two weeks from now. But anyway, that's uh, that's Midtown Plaza. So on on to the next bit. We're gonna go back over to Troost and jump up towards the uh, Longfellow. Well, it's more like Beacon Hill, I guess technically neighborhood. Um, to the Wonder Bread Lofts. So one of the big restorations that has been done at uh, Troost, that was one of the first big ones done in the past three and a half years, was the Wonder Bread Lofts. It was just completed uh, last year, overall, as far as just the initial stage, getting pe- apartments done and things. In fact, I have a buddy who, him and his wife live there, and they, they love the apartment. It's great. Um, but... The Wonder Bread Lofts. You're probably wondering what in the world is is you know the Wonder Bread Lofts. Well, it's it used to be the Wonder Bread. It used to be a Wonder Bread plant. They made bread there, and 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 then it was abandoned. You know, Wonder Bread moved out, and so it would just set vacant. And so now, it's apartments on the top floor and retail on the bottom side, and. With that, the the first big tenant to move into the Wonder Bread Lofts as a as a retail spot was uh, a location that uh, that Nate from Streetwave and I checked out some time ago, and that he's he's goes back to frequently now is Blip Coffee or Blip Roasters. Their second spot is over there. It's a nice, quiet, super cool, super chill spot beautiful in its own right and uh yeah and and i it's it's a great it's a great spot it's like it's not like blip in the west bottoms and yet there are things about it you go this is blip and it's it fits truce it fits it well it fits the it fits the the neighborhood cha- uh, difference and the fascinating thing about this building is so you walk in let's if you're going in blip you go up some stairs outside and you Go through the front door. You look to your left, and there is a couple of steps, and you go up into Blip. There's no door or anything. It's just, it's open air, and it's right there. But then you look in front of you, and there's a couple more steps into another little sectioned-off space with walls. So I don't, and I don't know what it was. If these were bakery, like sections of uh, where bakeries or, or I mean um, ovens were at, or something, but. That's the only thing I could think of. Uh, but they they have several stalls. So you have one in front of you, and then there's three after that, and then a fourth at the end, I think. It may, I think it's the fourth is at the very end, and so it's kind of like blip where it's open-ended and things. And the, and realize that there's... And, and the ceilings, that this is high ceilings and everything else. So it's a really unique space. You won't find anything like this in town, at least not that I've seen. Um, maybe, maybe some of y'all know of something that I don't, but... The the space is cool, and it would be if you had a a retail idea that you wanted to do a store or something that would be awesome to have it in there. But anyway, so Blip's the first one to open, and there's another one that's going to be called East of Troost Brewing Company. It's opening at the opposite end at the at the corner space, and they're still they're still working on that. So that's it's it's going to be a while till that is till that happens, but. That's that's in the works, and so there's these other stalls. But one of the stalls, according to the article from Fox Four, the one of the local news affiliates, they had a store. They they went and talked to the owners of Wonder Bread Building and and uh, and to some of the city council people and all that. And one of the one of the interesting tidbits out of this article was that the they already have a a restaurant lined up for the space for one of those stalls, and I have a feeling I know which one it is, and it's the one directly next to the blip one because in the back it goes into a double doors, and there seems to be like a much larger space back in there. But then also, before you get to those double doors, there's right next to it a staircase that it goes up just up two flights, short flights, up to this upper area thing. I don't know how to describe it. It almost looks like something out of a movie, you know, where you you know, it's like the 
the the gangster's office. I don't know how you describe it, but it, you go up in there. There's this open area that overlooks the the the, the space, and Nate and I went snooping around and looking in, in those places and smelled the smelled the fresh epoxy or whatever it was that they put down on stuff. That that stuff will get you high. That was it was stiflingly strong in there. But you go up there and look and. It's it's got this great view and it's just this cool, very cramped as far as the ceilings are low and things, but it's just just this really interesting spot. You know, I I've never seen anything like it, and I'm positive that's where it's going because as uh, they could as it as it says in the article, it says they can't announce it yet, but it will offer indoor patio seating for a creative dining experience. So if you want some creative, I'm assuming it's that, but. I don't have any more on that. That's all I that's all I know about it. So hopefully in the next few months I'll we'll have something more to say. Hell, maybe the next podcast I'll have something out, I don't know. But there's two articles left that I'd like to talk about. Two news items, and I've mentioned them before. Um, but it's just a small update for each. And that is one is KCI. So KCI, as I said last week, is going to start construction, and they had their groundbreaking. Well, they did have their groundbreaking, and it was last week. And they, st- in fact, the the mayor Sly James jumped into uh, one of the one of the destro- destroyer machines, I guess you'd call it, and jumped in it and tear- tore off some of the terminal A bits in the front of the building. My my old. My old place of work. Uh, I shall miss thee to one degree or another, but uh, the they've started the process of tearing it down, and uh, yeah, so we've got several years until it's completed. But that that's going, and as long as this timetable is stuck to, and people just haul some ass. I mean, if we're going to be straight on that deal, we'll have an airport on time or hope or maybe even earlier who knows than uh in in four years three three and a half years whatever so i just want to give you an update on that so that's that's well on its way it's they're they're tearing that thing to pieces as we speak and then the last thing i wanted to talk about was an update on the streetcar so there's a this was from last week and this was the this was related to the F- FTA, uh, the Federal Transit Administration. Uh, the Federal Transit Administration gave a a updated its rating for the Kansas City project for it being go you know them going halvesies with us, and that is the that is the uh, they raised it to medium high. So medium high is. Basically, is the the second to last step to getting funding for the streetcar. So before that, you know, before uh, that, if you if you got medium low, for instance, you're screwed. You're done. You're not going to get it because that's it's it's not considered a priority project or a project really worth funding, and that happens all the time. So we want we we want out on that deal. So we've we've passed that hurdle. So if we can just get one more step done. This, this, we got this sucker funded, and, and they can get that stuff off the ground. So, the you know, Tom Garand at the Streetcar Authority, the executive director, said it's a start, and it's not a fun, uh, it's not a full funding grant or award, but it's an important prerequisite. So, that's, yeah, that's 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 the biggest update on the streetcar until we have a yay or nay from them. So that could be a couple more months or maybe even longer. I can't imagine it being longer than a few more months till they give us a yay or nay on it. But anyway, that is that is the news. Don't have much else to say in regards to anything going on. Spring's here. Buds are on the trees and buds are there and blooming and uh, it's a lovely time to be in Kansas City right now. So. Those of you who are not from here that are from far away and want to visit, you definitely should just go on ahead and give yourself a weekend trip. Or if you're locally and you, but you don't live in the city, get on down here. Check it out. There's always new things to, to see and do here. Uh, 
that being said, that's that is the onward and upward podcast. We uh, we thank you for joining us today. We'll uh, we'll be back in two weeks with the latest in news. And as always, know your city.